Blog Talk Radio. Of 
stuff that no one ever says ever, you know, and I, and I respect them at 328. They're doing a great job. They're great fans. You know, they do good stuff. But here at Rockin' Her, Rockin' the Carolinas, we're going to tell you the real stuff. And that's exactly what we're doing. And exactly what you just said is perfect. Perfect for oh. us. Yes, Darling, Darling showed up tonight. He knew Cam Ward was breathing down his neck for the number one job. And he stepped up tonight. Now, if he can continue this over, I think we do see Darling again Tuesday in Toronto with the most random start time ever for a game in the middle of the season at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I don't get it, but I think it's something to do with the 100th anniversary of NHL or something. Um, but I think you see Darling start again, and this is good. I think this is a big confidence booster for Darling going forward, you know, beating a, a top-tier team like Columbus. And I hope, I hope, I think we really did save Bill Peters' job, by the way. I know there's a lot of Bill Peters fired fans out there who want to get him fired and everything, but I think this did just save his job. Oh, no, no doubt. And I think from what I'm hearing, why it's 2 o'clock on Tuesday, because I think it's like Canadian Christmas or something like that, so it's on some fancy holiday up there. I'm, I'm not sure, but I would have uh, to no, assume that would be Christmas that. is the same thing as us. I mean, the really the only thing that Canada celebrates different than us is they celebrate Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas. Oh, you what? Um, but I think this has yeah. to do with the 100th anniversary of the NHL, the first game being played. And I think, you know, Toronto was the original six. Um, yeah. So I think this yeah, has to do means... with the 100th anniversary of the NHL. I don't think it has to do with Canadian Christmas. I did see that comment earlier in our uh, in the Hurricanes group, but I don't think that has to do with it. I know, oh, okay. that, of course, I know, of course, uh, Thanksgiving is different in Canada than here in the U.S., but uh, Christmas, as far as I know, is the same. Okay. And yeah. they just have either, Boxing yeah. Day. We don't have Boxing Day in the yeah, U.S. Either, well, either way, yeah, either way, it's, either way it's almost a random start time. So, But we will – I know we've talked about it. I know we're going to do a show at noon or 1 o'clock on Tuesday, and we are going to do a post game. Not this late, but, but we're going to knock out a post game too about Toronto game because why not? Because people want to hear Carolina hockey, and you don't really see a lot of you don't really see a lot of podcasts these days or very much anything Carolina Hurricanes because unless you're in the Legion, you don't really get that much. So like what you were saying about three twenty eight, I respect them that they're great fans and they they've done a lot, but in terms of content wise, I think we're on the I think we're starting something that's going to grow. I'm hoping one day we're going to hit that level, maybe surpass it, and be like, hey, check these guys out. That's not, you know, not Carolina Hurricanes official, you know, like Kane's Corner or Kane's Cast, because with, you know, with like Mike Maliscalco or Adam, Adam Gore. I, I forget what Adam's last name is. He, he does it with John Ford, one of those guys, but. Mm-hmm. For us, to be, for us to be fans to be on this platform that we're on, like you said, I think this is a great thing to do. And just getting us out there is going to be fantastic. So it's, it's great. And But just overall with this game I saw tonight, it's just it was one of those games where you were like, you were nervous, but at the same time you were just so happy that the guys were flying, we were throwing bodies, 
it was basically the Florida game, but it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot of fights. But we were just we were taking the Buffalo win and go and running with it because you think on the, on the back end of a back to back, you think, oh man, these guys got to be tired. They're coming from Buffalo. They just finished a six game. They just finished a thirteen day road trip. You think we're going to be dog tired, especially facing one of the top teams in our division, which I'm pretty upset with the fact that we we have you know, now 35 points. If we were in the Atlantic, we'd be third. We'd be in third place in the Atlantic just because of what division we're in. I think we're still, like, at the bottom or, like, second to last in our division. But we're, like, two points out of uh, a wild card spot. So, but the pressure yeah, coming in. We're four. Oh, but either way, yeah, we're four because everybody in the Metropolitan won tonight except for the Blue Jackets. Ah, darn it. Well, either way, so the fact that we're still so close, and and you fact, like everyone thought we were going that road trip. Oh no, what are we going to do? Because you got you know Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, LA, Vegas. You figured something's going to go crazy. We might drop points, but the fact that we're still only four points out of a wild card spot in the most hardest division. If we were in Atlantic, we'd be fine. But it's just great for us to come into our building off a road trip and take it to Columbus. It's fantastic to go 2-0-2 against them. One of the hottest teams. You can't write stuff like that. You can't make that up. No, exactly. And uh, first off, when you're speaking on 328, I just want to say, again, I don't hate the pe- hate those people that do that. I love them. They're great fans. But we're going to be better. But speaking of the game, wow. Um, come, like you said, off a road trip, you know, a road trip that we played horrible. And you'll recall, if, like I said in, the, in our first show ever here on Rockin' the Carolinas, I said if we lose to Vegas and then we lose to Buffalo, Bill Peters is gone. Something, you know, something's got to change. And what do we do? Cam Ward comes in, plays great against Vegas, comes in, Yes, he did give up four goals in the Buffalo game, but I mean, for Christ's sakes, Jack Eichel had a freaking hat trick, his first hat trick of the year. Dude's a phenomenal player. Yes, Cam Ward probably could have. Yeah, he probably could save one or two of those goals, but you can't fault him for everything. And and I know people want to crucify Cam Ward mainly because he's been here since the beginning. But people forget about 06 and 09, especially 09. The whole run that he made in 09, he played great. Darling came in knowing that he's been struggling, knowing that he's been a guy that's been giving up soft goals lately, and he played phenomenal. This is the second game in a row that we've been outshot, which is a very, which is rare for the Hurricanes this year to be outshot. Second game in a row we've been outshot. And Darling not only stood on his head, he gave our offense the confidence. Our defense played well around him. There's not many faults that I could see. The Moose report was phenomenal. You know, like you said, there's no negatives, really. Yeah, you could put Falk in there, but I think we're being a little bit too hard on Falk sometimes. Yes, because maybe because he has that C on his chest for half the games. Maybe it's because he's getting paid a lot, you know, but you can't expect a guy to always be on top of his game. And Falk's had a regression year. But 
you can say that the same way for Pesci and Slavin. They've both regressed a little bit this year, and that's okay. But we seem to have found a niche the last two games that it's okay to be outshot, not really have puck possession, but just capitalize. To me, it seems like we're playing more like a soccer team the past two games. You know, I love soccer. You do too. Our football as it should be properly called. You know, I'm a Manchester United fan. You know, you're a Tottenham fan. Um, sorry for your fellows, by the way, today, but it's okay. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, yeah, I was at the, was at the I, pub I've watching seen... that game with fellows first. That was, that was hurtful. <laughs> exactly. But uh, watching the highlights and everything and watching what little bit of the game I could watch besides the technical difficulties they had today, it seemed like oh, we were okay. a soccer team. We were pouncing on those odd men chances. We were like sitting back, wanting them to make a mistake, and then we would pounce. It was yeah, like we exactly. Like, yeah. It was just like a soccer game on ice for real to me. It was like seeing the highlights and watching what I watched beside uh, the Fox Sports Go app was having. Um, it was really cool to see that. And I don't think I've ever really seen a hockey team play that way before. It's like we set back. We knew – we were a tired team, but we set back and capulated on their bad mistakes and scored goals. Granted, we weren't the best defensively either, but we made it work. Darling stood on his head. It was really good to see. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, yeah, because like you said, we it seemed like we absorbed more of the chances, of, well, the more shots, and we have on the counterattack as you look at Jordan Stahl's like Jordan Stahl, so we go and just pound on them, and we Jordan said he was trying to get in front, and luckily just bounced off one of their guys. They didn't even go back and know his goal. Basically, another tra- another transition goal. That's the one thing that really helped out. It's like from what I've seen, and I talked to um, Colin on our show earlier, our pregame show, was that it was the first time in forever we got outshot, but we had. The quality of chances, and that's what me and that's what me and him both say. It's like we'd ra- I'd rather we we both agree that it's like it's better for us to have better opportunity shots rather than just peppering the goalie with these ridiculous chest shots. Like at one point in the middle of the game, I forget someone had a breakaway, and I think it, I, forget, I think it was Kruger, and he had like a breakaway almost. They shot it right at um, Burke. Um, Burakovsky's chest, and it's like, okay, that's great, you got him on net, but you ain't gonna, she ain't gonna, he's not switched cheese, you ain't gonna hit it through a hole right in the middle of his chest. So it's like, it's better, it's better if we take less shots, but have the quality chances, because quality over quantity, yeah, it's cliche, but it's, it's almost true, because you can't, you can't just shoot random far out shots or just try to put it on net and hopefully he bounces it, because some goalies, have ridiculous rebound reflexes, and they'll, they'll smother everything. So it's the chances, and that's what I saw too. And I agree with you. It's like we, we, because we're tired. Like we're not going to go full tilt on these guys when they're sitting while they're sitting waiting for us. And especially since we didn't even have a morning skate, because Peters knew if we had a morning skate after getting back from Buffalo right before a game on a back to back, we would we would have been in trouble. So it's a good thing that we. I think the tactics that Peters brought in which I know it's shocking to say was actually on the money, <laughs> even after that random challenge he did last night in Buffalo, which made no, absolutely no sense because we all knew yeah. that 
No one from Buffalo touched touched him, but some of his tactics actually work today. I'm actually kind of surprised. I'm also, you know, I I can see where people don't like Peters, and I can I can understand that. And some people don't like Falk or Ward or even Darling. And I think me and Colin touched on it earlier is that Darling it's his first year as a number one, and you can't just expect a guy to do a Cam Ward season where he just shows up and goes. Absolute bananas, and I mean, you said you listen to the show, and I even met, referenced like you know, Martin Gerber, Trevor Kidd, um, you know, Archer's Michael Layton. Weeks. Oh my gosh, Michael Layton. Yeah, like I said, we've had so many goalies. Just Eddie even in 2006, they're all. Oh, oh Eddie, Lack. yeah, him and him and his, I think his tacos weighed him down, but <laughs> yeah, the tacos. That's why I said the first show his tacos weighed him down. He couldn't do shit. <laughs> I know. It, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, it's like people want to criticize these guys, and I'm like, you know what? Like, you got you got to give Darling a little bit more of a time because you can't expect a guy who's been sitting in Crawford shadow for two, three seasons to all of a sudden be, you know, the number one goalie. It's like you just can't do that, and can't. And at least Cam now has a chance to not have to play sixty odd games a season, season because he has like no backup. Thank you to our previous GM, who no one really wants to talk about, because <laughs> he absolutely killed us before the Ronnie team. And, I, and honestly, I think Ronnie Francis did a great job with having this team. We even called me and Colin touched on it too. It's we have a balanced team. We're we're spread out in the score sheet. We're not those guys who are going to have one or two superstars. But with Justin Falk, yeah, he's regressed. He's regressed. I don't know what to what level he's on because it's just awful at some points and I think oh, he, just yeah definitely uh, I have to agree with you there that he's regressed and exactly what time. you've been saying is true um yeah we had Rutherford and he did kind of screw us over with some long-term contracts now the good thing is he's screwing over Pittsburgh and that's always Thank good goodness. because as long as Sidney Crosby goes to bed or whatever. I don't care. I, I'm not a big Crosby fan, but I want the Penguins to go back into no relevance, you know, every not winning crap, whatever. I just want to do it just just to show everyone out there that Jim Rutherford is a crappy GM. But it's not happened because, damn it, they won two straight cups. You know, it's like, ah. Yeah, unfortunately. It's like, ah, I wanted to show y'all that he sucks, but, ah, they won, they won it, you know. And it's like, oh, why couldn't he do that? Why could not, why could he not do that with the Hurricanes? And maybe it's because he was cash strapped. And now he's with a team that will spend money like the Penguins, and they will spend money. But now, you know, we got the new owner here. Granted, like I said in the first show, we're probably not going to make any moves or anything until then December because that's when he'll finally get everything transferred into his name. And quite yeah. frankly, the way this team's playing, I don't believe we're going to make any moves at all. No, we might no add, and I agree. We might add some, like, random guy, and we're all going to go on the Hurricanes page like, why the hell did we add this guy or something, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to do much. I think if you're looking for a splash in the Hurricanes, you're going to see it in this offseason. 
there's uh, quite a few guys that are coming up in free agency. There's a couple guys that have free agency coming up in the next couple of years that we might be able to steal. I mean, how cool would it be to see Eric Carlson in a Hurricane uniform? And if we have to trade Falk, and if we have to trade Falk for it, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Trade Falk for Eric Carlson? Hell yeah. We may only get him for two years, but <laughs> come on. Man. Welcome to Man, dude, yeah. land, baby. Yeah, for real. No, if we, if we sell, I think if if we had to get that trade to go down, I think that would be Falk and a prospect or a few picks or Falk and some picks. I mean, it would be great to get Eric Carlson. You know what? I agree, though. Like, I don't see them – Maybe I would see maybe a fourth line guy or like a or someone like a, somewhere in the bottom six or something from maybe during during like like before the trade deadline. But yeah, I don't see I don't see a massive splash happening. And I see I mostly see that in the off season, like you said. And I mean I don't, I mean I'm glad we're getting a new owner. And it sucked. it sucked that Rutherford finally did it in Pittsburgh. But yeah, I have to agree. Like he I think he was strapped. He did, he did most of he can. You even look at Ronnie Francis. Look what he's had to do ever since he became the GM. Mm-hmm. Is that what, exactly. what he had to do? He's, had, he's had to get guys on trades, or he's had, or we've had to rely on our draft class. And you look at you know like Slavin, Pesci, Hannafin, uh, Hayden Flurry, like and then like you said, the work I said with trades, Tavo, Kruger, eh, eh, eh. That, that, take that as you will. But then, like you said, you, well, like, we, just, like you said we got Tavo, we got Scott Darling. I mean, we have, from what Ronnie's done so far, I think he's – I think if we had to get a former Hurricane to do something in a higher management position, I think Ronnie is probably the best one to do it. Since, you know, he played for Pittsburgh. He played for Hartford. He's played for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has been on winning caliber teams. He's played with Mario. He's played with uh, – Yager, he's played. Even if you look at the guys he played with in Hartford, and of course when mm-hmm. he was with us, when you had, you know, Roddy Brendamore is an A, Glenn Wesley was an A, and that was like 2002 Stanley Cup run. Went unfortunately to lose with the Red Wings, but uh, oh, I cried on that man. I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I, I, on I, think, that. I think we, I th- I think we all did. We're like, no, this is our one chance. Yeah, <laughs> we lost. But, we we all knew going in that we were gonna lose. Yeah, but it was still heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for a team that came into the league in 99 and then to go to the Stanley Cup four years later, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then oh, win yeah, it another know. four years later, yeah. Come on. The fu- no yeah, other the expansion team has ever done that. No, and you know what? The funny thing was I was at game seven in 2006, second to last row of that in the in the arena, we stood the entire period. No one. The only time we sat was intermissions. Other than that, we were up and rocking all night. And I was, oh my gosh, I think I was fifteen when when we won the cup. And like that was like that was like towards the end of my freshman year of high school when we did it. And oh my goodness, that was a great game. Oh. But you know what? But, I wish I wish just, I could have been there. You made me jealous. I mean, hell, I had the cops <laughs> calling me that night, but for being so loud. You know, I mean, I'm like, oh, well, I, and the, there's like five minutes left in the 
game, and I end up hearing a knock on my door, and it's the cops. And they're like, oh, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, yo, the Hurricanes are about to win the Stanley Cup. And they're going, no shit. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, let's come and watch. Thankfully, the cops were, you know, Hurricanes fans. Came in, they watched yeah, right. the rest of the five minutes. They watched the overtime, and then they, they walked out and said, don't let us get back here tonight. And I said, you ain't got to worry about that now. It's already over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but just, it was just—I mean, it was just yeah, cause, I mean, I have—I have a whole—I um, have a whole frame thing of like—I have some of the original newspaper in a frame with our tickets and the rosters from that game. Like I said, we're talking 11 years ago, and I still have the original stuff still in a frame in the Kane's Cave. Man, well, Man Cave—we call it Kane's Cave. But it's just remembering everything that's gone on. And like I said, to have someone like Ronnie Francis be our GM, I couldn't ask him for a better GM to run the teams with the restrictions he has on the money. And the fact we have to go through free agency, sort of, trades and the draft. I think, he said, I think Ronnie is setting this up for a great time. And now the fact we're getting a new owner, I think who's going to splash the cash. I think I think we're going to be fine. And the people just need to stay more positive and just be patient with the team because going through Arcane's Facebook group on Facebook with the, all the other guys, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I have. Sometimes I have to mute the group because some of the people. I mean, I understand being realistic and all that stuff, but it's like, man, it's like, I think one I saw someone do like a Jeff Skinner hate thread. And I'm like, yes. Jeff Skinner, really? I'm like, Jeff Skinner, you, the godliness like, and goals? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I think like, the godliness and goals, he's like, what, three points off the top from Tavo, and you say we have to hate him, and then some and people are like, fire Pierce. I mean, Pierce does make some stupid mistakes, but I think for the team he has, I think he's doing the best he can with his team. He does make mistakes, I can, I can test that, but who else is really available for us to get as a coach? Darryl exactly. Maybe, Sutter, maybe, maybe I mean, I but do you want the same guy as Peters? He he runs a very similar I think, I think system as Peters does. And I think, on, honestly, I everybody think, wants I think to talk Sutter's to worse. Interesting. Like he, worse. he has the same facial. Everybody talks about facial expressions and what Peters look like behind the bench. Um, you know, Peters runs a very heavy puck possession system and that shows uh if you if you look at Corsi stats which i'm not a big fan of Corsi stuff but Corsi yeah. stats shows that we do get a lot of puck possession we're one of the top Corsi stats teams in the league but that doesn't translate all the way to success and i think we're missing one or two key players for peters to make the mm-hmm. system really work. I love Peter's system. Um, I think it's a system that the Hurricanes really could adapt to, and it would work. A putt possession system with a fast team would definitely work in this league. And I think Peter's oh, yeah. system is a good system. And people hate on him a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, he's not, he's not going to be the coach behind the bench that's going to fucking lash out and throw sticks on the ice and everything, you know, and be that type of guy. He's a low-key guy. 
yeah, you know, fans want to hate on him and the group, but I like his system. I think it works. I think we're just one or two pieces away from really making this system work. And like I said earlier in one of our chats, um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is being shipped around. I think he'd work. I know we're about to go um, in overtime here. We're going to lose everyone on live, but you can check us out. Um, We can go 15 minutes over, so you can check us out on Blog Talk Radio. I know we're going to probably go over tonight. Um, We're going to rectify this situation here in the near future, so that way you don't miss anything we're saying live. Um, But I can – with one or two pieces, I can see Peter's system really working for this team. I know a lot of people hate Peter's and some stuff, and I've been on the, you know, fire Peter's bandwagon. I've already said it, you know. Maybe we should fire him. But at the same time, I'm torn because I know his system works, and it's a system that has worked for the Hurricanes, and it's probably kept us in a lot more games than more people realize. And, yes, you know, we're dealing with goaltending problems. We're dealing with scoring problems. We're dealing with a lot of things. And I think, finally, we know we have an owner that's got some money. We've got plenty of cap room. We can make a move. And I'm wondering somewhat if the fact that we're not making room, already making a move, if we're not going to try to go get John Tavares this year in free agency. Yeah, that's because yeah, that's it. that is a guy that could come in would fit perfectly in Bill Peter's system. And I think that's the number one center that we should really go after. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the one name I've been hearing a lot of is John Tavares. And I think if we do get him, that'd be holy crap. That would be that would be a really huge sign for the fact that he would be well. You automatically he's our number one center. He'd be our number one power play guy right off the bat. And maybe you can move you know you can move Jordan down to the second line, but um, then you put Derek Ryan at the third line, and then you can. You know, rotate you know, Kruger or Rask. I, th- I guess probably too Rask. Lindholm needs to be in the middle. Lindholm needs to be in the middle. Sorry. Lindholm needs to be in the middle. And then in other any other team in NHL, Jordan Stahl is not number one center in any other team in NHL but the Hurricanes. Oh, no, he's well, not. Maybe, no, he's not. Well, maybe Buffalo, well, maybe Buffalo and maybe Arizona. He might be number one centers. Well, you know, yeah, you take and, Stefan out. You take Stefan out of Arizona, then he's the number one center. But in any other team, Jordan Stahl is not a number one center on any other team ever. No, yeah, he's no, a two well, three he, guy. He, well, you look when he was in Pittsburgh, he was third behind Malkin and Crosby, and then when his, when Eric was still here, he was the automatic number two. But then of course, you know, Eric is which. I still hate the most because I love Eric. He's, I don't. He's a, he was like one of our. He needed to leave. He needed to leave. And I'm not – I I love Eric Stahl, but he needed to leave. He needed to find a new system. He needed to go and refresh his gears. And and I'm I'm happy to say that Eric is having a good two years with Minnesota. 
Um, He sucked as a Ranger. He sucked as a Ranger. And my buddy, Ranger fans will always, will all admit that, that he sucked as a Ranger. But, you know, he found his groove there in Minnesota, and it's great to see him reviving his career. But he always had too much hype put onto him. You know, he had that big year, and then we were like, oh, my God, he's our savior. You know, and then he could never live up to that again. Yeah, that's that's what definitely hurt. But um, like uh, going back to your going back to what you were saying earlier about the system with Peters, I think you're right. We are one or two guys away from getting the system clicking on all cylinders. And you said we're a fast team. When you when I heard when you, I heard you say we're a fast team and with the right system with the right guys with those two extra pieces we can make it work. I'm thinking. 2006, I still have the championship DVD of 06 of the Canes. And everyone, you know, everyone predicted this dead last. We're going to be terrible. And what happened? Yep. The, new, the, the new rules played into our favor of the high-tempo, fast-gating hockey that we know now is what it is. Because you talk about pre-2006, pre, you know, one of gajillions, you know, lockouts, thanks to Gary Bettman. You're talking. You're talking before that, where it was like you know two line passes. The zone is the center zone is like wider than the actual like other the rest of the ice. And, but now you're looking, and we couldn't do anything. Now you look at it now. We were a fast team. We scored a lot. We did a lot in that system when we were fast with you know um, Bobby Lett as our coach. And look what happened. We went stole a cup because because remember we picked up Dougie Wade. At the trade deadline, that was a huge move. Yeah, we had we had the Wizard and Ray Whitney. You know, we had you know Mister Game Seven, like before he went to LA and won some cups with them. But then you also get Sammy Kapanen. in. You think you know Leslie, and that's when we had and that's like more as a rookie. <laughs> it's like you think of that you you think of that team, and. I think with Peters coming in, I think was it last year or was it two years ago? I forget when Peters came in. Two years first, ago. First year. He replaced yeah, he, uh, Mueller. That was, I don't want to talk about that. That's like yeah. a for a two-hour <laughs> We need a two-hour show on that. Just yeah, of that, all yeah the, we need the, a two-hour show on that one. Yeah. From 2000, we, we can do a two-hour show just talking about 2010 to 2015. Like, There's that huge stretch of crap we had to deal with, but just looking at what Pierce has done and slowly building this roster and slowly getting this system working, I think we can make it work with, like you said, with one or two extra pieces, you know, throw a center here, throw another fast winger there, you know, maybe add a fourth line guy who can, you know, get some assists and throw a body and stuff like that. Cause I mean, we have in the D line, I think our blue line core is fantastic. You know, with as I said earlier when I was with Colin, you know, Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin, they've been together on the same line for whenever when they both came when they both came to the team. So they've been together the entire time. You know, you got Hayden Fleury who's just a rookie, he's been playing really well. You know, Noah Hansen's been with us for a little while and again, you know, Van Reemsdyke, Cago and then Justin Falk, if he ever decides to get out of the snoozer and maybe you know, let the queso out of his shorts. Yeah, we have, about we have the a case that's been we, holding we, them down. Yeah, it's just, oh, my goodness. 
like, like you said, we have a solid crew, and I think, like you said, just get those couple extra pieces. The system is going to work. And I think we could see a revival of the 06, 09 Canes when we skate the crap out of people. We just skate people right off the rink and just beat the brakes off them. I can see, I can see us doing it again. It's just people just got to keep patience. And like I said, I'm okay with Peters. I'm not like 100%. I like to jump on and be like, no, he's the greatest coach since Lobby Alette. I ain't saying that. But I'm willing to the fact that he's working with the team he's got and the system is working and just adding a little bit more. I, I can see us doing something with it. And Exactly. I will always I think, say I think, that the bigger mistake from the Hurricanes was firing LaViolette. you got to remember, that year when he got fired, everyone was hurt. All of our oh, top yeah. guys were hurt. Stahl was hurt. You know, Eric was hurt. Everyone was hurt. And it wasn't his fault that we went out to a bad start. You know, and Cam Ward got hurt that year as well. Even after yeah, LaViolette who, 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 got who, fired. LaViolette was the guy, and I, I fully blame Jim Rutherford for LaViolette's exit because LaViolette was a guy – he reminds me a lot of Tortorella. He's a guy that wants – to win, he wants the right players for his system, and he was never able to get those right players. Yes, he won. Yes, he was behind the bench for our cup win, and Laviolette has been a fantastic coach. And look at him in that. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Nashville is probably, if you look at really teams in the South that do well and get fans, Nashville is one of the best. And I think LaViolette has played into that because he's developed a team that fits his system. Yeah, you know, everybody went crazy when they traded Shea Weber, you know, to Montreal. But look at who they got in return. Nashville's been a team. I mean, hell, they went to the finals last year. They're a team that's just a, just a hint away away from it. And I think yeah, I mean, Peters is a system that can get us there. But like you said, everybody in the group's quick to place blame and want to bring down people and everything. But you got to have the right people in a certain system. And I think, like, exactly. like you said, you agreed, we're only one or two pieces away from making the right system. And I think, I mean, you look at it, Corsi stats, all that stuff that really all the stat people get into, we're top in those lists. We're top in Corsi stats. We're top on um, puck possession on five-on-five. Five. We have some trouble scoring. And what do we need? We need to score. And now that there's rumors going around that the uh, cap's going to raise next year. We've got, I'm guessing, about $15, $20 million in cap space right now. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I could it's, be it's, wrong, yeah, but, damn, we can sign someone. Yeah, if we, well, if we have 15 now and then it's raising another, what, $7 million? So you're talking like we can splash. We can splash and get at least one or two guys because, 
because you can easily fill it up with like a few guys if you really want to do it, depending on how many how much money you're going to do. I'm not going to say we're going to go and you know throw down McDavid or Eichel money. That's just absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, with Ronnie knowing who he is, I think he's going to do it in the right way where we're not breaking the bank on one guy or two guys at the most. I think he'll distribute the wealth and bringing guys we need. I mean, I mean, Kruger's okay. I mean, Nordstrom's all right yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, but I could, I mean, they're okay for what their roles are. But I think if we really want to do something, I think we think we just need to trade them or let them go in a, in a way and splash a little bit of money and bring in some players who'll fit the role of what we can do. And well, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I know uh, this is one segment we're going to do on um, our uh, two-hour show here in the next week or two. Um, we're going to have a segment called You Fix It. And what we're going to do is have all of our admin, all of our people that we have on the show come on the show and how would you fix the Canes. And I was going to save this, but since, I mean, we only got a couple minutes left here in the show – um, but I just want to say this. Uh, I always thought of a great trade with Nashville. And I know a lot of people might get pissed off about this, but I thought it was always a great trade. You know, we, we put a lot of stock into Darlene and everything, but I'm offering them on the trade block. I'm trading Justin Falk and Scott Darling for uh, – Isis Saros, Matthias Ekholm, and James Neal. Well, you got some. You'll have draft picks in there as well. But yeah. I think that's a trade that will really help the team. Yes, trading Justin Falk is a big killer for the Hurricanes. But you bring in a defenseman in Matthias Ekholm, who's a solid, solid two-way defenseman, and he's having a great year with Nashville right now. I mean, he's uh, – I think he's actually over PK in points right now. Um, I'll have to check that, but since I'm on phone, I can't. But uh, I think he's actually over uh, PK right now. And then you have guys like UC Saros. Yes, he's a backup that's never got a chance, in my opinion. And look at what he did for the Predators the other night. He had a shutout, played phenomenal. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. He gave, I think he gave up one goal. I don't think he had a shutout. He gave up one goal the other night. But he played phenomenal. And you have a guy like Matthias Ekholm, who's a solid two-way defender. And you bring in a guy like James Neal. Yes, I know we need a center, but you have a winger. That gives... Lindholm, the opportunity to move to his natural position as a center, have James Neal centering, you know, be on the wing of that line. Yes, I know we all know James Neal is kind of a dirty player from his times with the Penguins. But I think that solves all our – I don't think that solves all our problems, but I think that's a good step forward. And I hate trading Darlin away because I really want to give him the chance to be a number one goaltender. But it's just like mm-hmm. everything that we've ever had in Hurricanes. Every time we get a guy that we're saying, we're going to be the number one. He's going to be our number one. Eddie Light. Michael, excuse me, Michael Layton. 
They don't do crap. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It, and yeah, and actually, quite frankly, yeah. besides tonight's game, Darling has done nothing. I mean, for Christ's no. sakes, he missed a he missed a pop fly oh from God. center ice Rangers. and was yeah. goal. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's sakes. Yes, he terrible. played great tonight, and I loved it. But I mean, come on, we got things going on now that, and I don't think. I mean, yeah, I would love that. That would be a great trade. At the same time, but, you know, um, maybe Francis knows what he's doing. You know, maybe we'll spend some money. I mean, I would love for this team to be in the playoffs. Right now, we're tied with the Penguins. And you have to remember that. We're tied with the Penguins in points. We're at mm-hmm. 35. We're only four points out of a playoff spot right now. Do I think we made the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe not because the Metropolitan is just 